0: The uh, big story in the uh, financial papers this week is a new study from the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. It's called Thriving or Surviving, and one of the findings that really jumped off the pages for us was roughly one in four Canadians feel worse off financially than they did a year ago, and over one in three are optimistic they'll be better off financially a year from now. Money-related stress remains high. Almost two-thirds of Canadians agreeing they worry about money. And, of course, you look at the numbers and you go shopping and you got pretty good reasons to be worried about money here to talk about inflation and the financial stress that results from it is Mike Braga. Mr. Braga is a senior vice president and licensed insolvency trustee with BDO first call debt solutions. Mike's on the line from Kitchener, Ontario. Good morning, Mr. Braga. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you along with us, Mike. This any of the numbers in this survey, and it's quite fresh. Any of them surprise you? You're you're in the business of dealing with people with financial stress and difficulties in their lives, and see it every day. Did any of the new findings uh, surprise you at all?
1: The the new findings are not surprising. The surprising piece with respect to these numbers is that they're just coming out now. We've been going through a major a major international crisis with the pandemic for the last two years. And from a financial perspective, a lot of uh, a lot of our finances kind of were saved in terms of all of the expense reducing, uh, all of the mandatory expense reducing that was happening with with the lockdowns and shutdowns, and we weren't traveling as much, we weren't uh, spending as much in terms of commuting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for the last two years, we were we were kind of thinking that you know what, we're going to make it out of this pandemic, and it's not going to take the financial hit. But now, as uh, things are returning to normal, the economy is opening up. We're commuting more, all of that kind of stuff. We're actually seeing the impact that the last two years has had, uh, and it doesn't help that inflation is increasing at a dramatic rate. We also have the geopolitics that are happening, sure. everything happening in the Ukraine. So, all of that is is happening, and Canadians are starting to feel it very personally right now.
0: So we're kind of getting a delay effect, too, as, as I'm summarizing what you've just told us, Mike. And, and, and again, probably no surprise, given the fact that you've been keeping an eye on things for the last couple of years. But people who have been struggling and just kind of really working hard to keep their, their heads above water, uh, are, some of them just aren't quite cutting it, right?
1: Absolutely. And it's been a really, really, it has been a tale of, a tale of two pandemics. For many Canadians, you know, through the pandemic, they were able to save. They were able to, to add into their emergency savings. So right sure. now they've got a little bit of a buffer. But for other Canadians who saw their jobs being cut, who were struggling over the last two years and, and had to deplete already their savings and, and start dipping into the credit and, and amassing credit card debt to make things survive, you know, it's a very different story. And for them, the situation is becoming dire.
0: Yeah, and you talked about, uh, again, things more or less returning to normal. Thank goodness, Mike. But, you know, normal for a lot of Canadians means debt. Uh, According to this new survey from the Chartered Accountants, roughly half the Canadian population has debt. And of that group, about 68% are concerned about it. And I think concerned is a kind word. Some of them are struggling mightily, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, to put it in context, going into the last two years, the average Canadian was owing about $30,000 of unsecured debt. Uh, and, and so now when we're looking at the numbers, we are seeing that that number is actually increasing. And so, you know, we have added to that debt over the last two years, or many Canadians have. And so with things with things changing and with the prices increasing at the grocery store, at the gas pumps, servicing that debt has become unmanageable. And so now is the time to start taking a hard look and thinking about what can we do to restructure that debt?
0: So let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the warning signs. I mean, there there are some households that uh, they're beyond warning signs. It's clear and painfully obvious what's going on. But if you're kind of in that situation, Mike, where you're starting, I mean, again, it's just struggling with inflation and everything costs more. So already we're not buying that anymore. And we're going to double up on this because it's half the price of the stuff we're not going to buy anymore. And we're already making those adjustments in our lives. But even despite that, some Warning signs are starting to flash. What should we be watching for?
1: So, so first and foremost, if you're if you're one of the forty percent of individuals in British Columbia that are stressed out about your finances, that's a huge warning sign, and it's it, it is an indication that you need to start getting you need to go have a financial check in with a financial advisor, hmm. whether it's a licensed insolvency trustee, your financial planner, hmm. somebody at the bank you need to just get that health check because what the one concerning piece of the surveys that are coming out is while we are in this situation and people are stressed out about their debt, they're overly confident about their their own abilities to manage the debt. Right. So eighty percent of Canadians are suggesting that, you know, they have the the tools and knowledge available to actually, you know, survive the next six six months to a year. And without Guide, uh, without guidance and expert advice, that may not necessarily be the case because what we're seeing is historically the, what we're doing in order to survive is to actually increase our debt loads. That's not the strategy. So first and foremost, if you're stressed out, it's time to check in.
0: Indeed. So- if you're skipping... I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, and 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 if you're doing things like, for example, using uh, cash advances on one credit card to pay off the minimum payment on another credit card, that would be a pretty clear warning sign that things aren't going swimmingly.
1: Absolutely, and if your month to month balances are increasing and have increased over the last six months, you know, so you're not even you're not even tackling the principal on your debt. You know that's a warning sign if you're if you're avoiding your mail or the telephone call or telephone calls because you're afraid of collection agents yeah you know that that's a huge warning sign the other warning sign that people neglect is actually talking to your spouse or significant other about about finances or those conversations have stopped what we're finding is when people start getting into financial difficulty there's a level of embarrassment that happens. And so you just start communicating with everybody, including the people that are closest to you. So if that's happening in your relationship, you know, it's time to, to, to get advice and, and to start looking at your finances a little bit
0: closer. Yeah, and communication really is a key here too, isn't it, Mike? Because even if you're behind and falling behind and you have creditors who are starting to get a little angry, uh, as long as you're able to communicate with them, maybe I'm not able to do uh, the payment schedule that you require on time, but look, I can do this. Uh, and if you, as long as there is an element of communication going on, uh, that generally is a lifesaver in terms, not necessarily your credit score, But just that whole uh, irritation factor with collection agencies and all that, you don't want to go there. And to avoid that, at least in the short term, let the lender know that you're on it, right? Absolutely, because that's the key piece. I think people start avoiding, and from the collection agent's
1: perspective, what they're thinking is, this individual is avoiding us, but they're not going to be able to, to pay so they're going to start ramping up their collection activity and, and, and actually look at all of the available resources for collections that are possible, including going to court and getting judgments and garnishing wages and all of those types of things where communication could stave that off. Sure. Um, and, and so we need to we need to be careful. The other thing, you know, as we're talking about collection agencies to, to really uh, keep your uh, keep the viewers in mind over the last two years, there was like a collection holiday. So Canada Revenue Agency wasn't collecting very aggressively with respect to tax debt. Mm-hmm. Collection agencies were were taking, a, you know, were taking a back seat and not aggressively collecting, uh, and that was mindful of what was happening with the situation. Over the last three months, there has been a change. Collections have ramped up. Canada Revenue Agency is much more active than they have been in the last two years. Right. They're collecting those SERB repayments that many people received. So you, you can anticipate that that's going to happen. And if it does start to happen, again, communication is key. No and kidding. If you're if you concerned about reaching out yourself – there's a lot of great not-for-profit organizations or licensed license insolvency trustees that can assist with some of those conversations.
0: And you talked, Mike, and I think it's a very important point to return to before I let you go, and we're grateful for your time, by the way. Uh, you talked about the embarrassment quotient because, uh, you know, no one likes to, no matter how truthful it is, no one likes to admit the fact that, gee, I really blew it here. I'm really, I'm, I I'm, can feel myself sinking. Uh, this is uh, some evidence of not being the brightest uh, star in, in the system, uh, etc. And so there is a kind of an embarrassment component to all of this that really is an impediment to getting things done. You, somehow or another, you've got to be able to get past that and sit down with a professional like yourself, a licensed insolvency trustee. How much does it cost? If you're, This matters, Mike. If you're sinking under the water and you've got no money to deal with and you want to talk to a pro about how to resolve your situation, how much does it cost to have that conversation with someone like you?
1: The initial consultation is free of charge, and the purpose of that consultation is to get a sense as to where people are at, and then to chart a path and go through all of the options that are available to 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 the individual. A licensed insolvency trustee must go through all of the options that are available, and so that's the key. So, you, and we're government regulated. So, the the key there is it's a no judgment atmosphere where right. we're going through and we're coming up with a plan at the end. If, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you you have that free consultation and it, it's not something for you. That's fine. There, there's no obligation. So that's the key here. And in terms of the embarrassment component, people feel like they're the only ones that this has happened. Yes. To, or, you know, they're all alone. And mm-hmm. what, I, what I can tell your viewers is life happens. And the majority of people I see are they're not in debt because they were living life high on the hog, uh, you know, what's happened is li- uh, there's been a life situation. Sure. Job losses, medical issues, mm-hmm. those types of things. That's the majority of people that I see on a daily basis. And, you know, the sooner people can come in, the more options that are available. Unfortunately, what we're seeing is because of the shame and the concern about in that embarrassment, um, they're waiting too long. And at that point, you know, we're we're only looking at the legal legislative options. And right. So, uh, But I can advise people, and my last piece of advice, the sooner you can get in, the more options are available.
0: Interesting stuff and very excellent advice too, Mike. Thanks so much for giving up a little time to, to share that good advice and your knowledge with us here in Vancouver this morning. Great to have you aboard.